back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, we've seen a few days like this this week. We started out positive this morning at the open, looking like it was going to be a pretty good day. And we got a pullback into the close, into the final trading day here for September. Tomorrow kicks off October 1st. And for a little while there, it did look like we were going to be able to rally off the lows that we saw at midday, but we got a little bit more of a sell-off into the close here today. And I'll get to that here more in a second, as it was another busy news day for our markets. We've seen quite a few of these lately. So I'm going to jump right into it, starting with the Rockstar Money Printer, none other than Jay Powell, who appeared today before the House Financial Services Committee. Uh, you know, Jay Powell's been saying for basically the last year that inflation will be transitory, despite the spikes that we've seen in lumber prices or the current spike in natural gas prices. He's continued with his same theme. It will be transitory. Well, in his meeting today, he appeared to say that maybe it's not as transitory as they thought. Surprise, surprise here. He didn't say it in exactly those words, but when you continue to print trillions of dollars in new money in stimulus packages, spending packages, things end up costing more. Who would have guessed? But the great thing for Jay Powell about the word transitory is that he hasn't ever given a timeline. So really, you know, what kind of timeline are we talking about here? It's, you know, the definition of transitory says a short period, but short in relation to what? Short in relation to the pandemic, the 2000s, the foundation of America? Who knows? Nobody really knows what he means by that. But he tried to give a little bit of clarity today as we've gotten the recent consumer price inflation coming in at 5.3% on an annual rate in August. Now, the way that the Fed measures it, of course, Jay Powell will claim that we're roughly in line with our 2% target. But if you've been to the grocery store, if you've had to pay medical bills, education costs, childcare, you know that all of these things cost more. They're not in the way that the Fed measures it, though. So, you know, just keep calm and, and know that it's in line with what they think. That's what they want you to believe. But today, Jay Powell said at the House Financial Services Committee that we should see some relief over the coming months, possibly into the beginning of next year. I can't say we've heard that one before. Yes, we have. <laughs> we've heard it a few times from Jay Powell. He's just going to stick with the same script, continue to put us in the skeptical camp on this one, especially as we have the Democrats trying to force through another major, ma massive spending package here. The three and a half trillion dollar infrastructure bill, additional bills on top of that. Uh, and really, on to this now, the gaslighting here has just been incredible over the last week. When you hear uh, the, uh, what's her, Jin Saki saying that, well, in reality, the three and a half trillion dollars cost nothing. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's not going to be taxed on you. It'll be on the billionaires. And I have some more on that here in a second as well. And then you see New York Times headlines saying, well, $1 trillion really isn't a whole lot of money anyway. 
uh, all right then, then I'll, we'll take some of that. I mean, come on, the gaslighting here is just insane. And it really appears, if you've been paying attention to what's happening in DC right now, that there is absolute chaos there. Seeing a lot of reports that, you know, maybe Nancy Pelosi is losing some control over what's happening there as the House goes again tonight to vote on a bill to avert the government shutdown. The deadline for that is midnight tonight. And the real worry there is that the debt ceiling deadline is October 18th. So they need this government spending bill first so they can stay in session until roughly de December 1st or so. I think that's the, the, the timeline that they're looking at. But you've heard our story here. Kip and I have both talked about this this week. The debt ceiling issue in our view, is more political theater than anything else. They will not allow the U.S. to default on their debt. Uh, so, in our view, it's a bit of an overreaction, and of course, some of that bleeds over to the market as well. But, hey, if we're being completely honest, a government shutdown doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. The markets tend to love it. When you have a stalemate between Republicans and Democrats in uh that when they're in session, the markets love that because there's, they know that there's no new regulation that's going to be passed. Uh, no, there aren't, just aren't the worries out of Washington for the markets to really care about there. Uh, so it wouldn't be the worst thing at all. You know, having some of these megalomaniacs having to t take a step out of Washington is not the worst thing in the world. But listen to this, back to the gaslighting message here. So they want to pass a $3.5 trillion bill, tax the wealthy in order to do that. But I mean, it, it really does not make sense if you know anything about economics. Listen to this. So combined, all of the billionaires in the United States, their net worth, their wealth has risen, risen more than anybody else since the onset of the, of the pandemic. It has been a massive transfer of wealth upwards. Now, their collective wealth sits at roughly $4 trillion. Well, they, they want to spend $3.5 trillion. So you could take literally all of their money and just barely be able to pay for this. On top of the fact that the U.S. government is expected to spend $4.8 trillion in 2021. So think about that. For as, as much as they vilify billionaires, and you know we're not saying that they're they're free of sin, certainly not. But you could confiscate all of their wealth, and you wouldn't be able to run the U.S. government for a single year. So you tell me, what's the real problem here? Is it the billionaires, or is it our government and their their current spending practices? It's unbelievable the things that they've been able to get away with, uh, and now they want even more. It really is outrageous. Uh, one day, there will be a price to pay for this. But on the positive side, the way we see it here, that that this party still has years to run. We see the Dow Jones hitting 100,000 uh, within the next five years. Uh, that is our timeline right now. Uh, sorry, six years. So... Really, the party doesn't end until they want it to. They, kind of the ominous they there. But that's our view. And for all of the uproar and calamity about it, again, we see it as a bit of an overreaction. We'll be, we'll be able to continue to make at least the service payments on this debt for the foreseeable future. Uh, but when the time comes, 
you're gonna be want to want to be prepared. You want to own assets, hard assets, real estate, gold, silver, things like that. And now cryptocurrencies, as long as they don't shut that down. But got some good news on that. So stay tuned for the cryptocurrency section at the end of the podcast as well. But first, looking at our markets on the day to day, it's hard to be happy with how the markets have been acting this week and lately. And as far as is not how the markets open. It's how the market finishes. And we've seen a series here of higher opens and weakness throughout the day. So that's exactly what we got today, today, uh, today as well. The market was unable to hold on to the gains of this morning. And that's, again, not what you want to see. Uh, but there are a lot of bullish things under the surface here. So we see this as more of a seasonal issue than a full-on structural issue for our markets and here's an interesting point that I saw today in terms of balance sheet extremely bullish sorry one second Ollie what you doing he's I don't know if you can see him back here just chewing away <laughs> uh, he loves to hang out though uh, so check this out businesses have never been healthier in terms of cash flow and cash equivalents businesses hitting all-time highs in those terms as of this month and household liquidity as well we've actually seen this increase throughout the pandemic as households are as liquid as they have ever been in terms of household debt service payments as a percent of disposable income it's never been lower so that's another bullish sign people have money that they are willing to are hopefully willing to put to work whether it's in the stock market buying goods uh, so again both of those signs very bullish there and as Kip and I have both said as well this week this has been the playbook going back to the onset of coronavirus insanity when they want to get a new stimulus bill spending package passed they can't do it with the market at all-time highs it's bad optics Nobody's asking for more stimulus and more spending when all right, our stock market is at all-time highs. Our economy may be weakening a little bit, but on, on the market terms, we look really good. So you got to get a little bit of a pullback here before you can pass one of these bills. We see that as the scenario playing out again and again since the beginning of coronavirus insanity. Uh, so this type of sell-off provides the perfect cover for them to pass yet another bill so let's look at our major indexes on the day today we did finish roughly at the lows of the day today which is not what you want to see we we're led by the nasdaq which was positive going into the last hour of trading we ended up finishing down just over four tenths of one percent to fourteen thousand four hundred and forty eight next up here oh sorry we're actually led by the russell 2000 got a little off there iwm uh the russell 2000 etf did finish lower, but the Russell 2000 itself finished down 0.18% to 2,221. Next up here was the S&P 500, down about 1.2% to 4,307. And lastly here, the Dow, down 1.59%, or 546 points. So pretty big down day for the Dow to 33,843. But here's, here's the key take home here from what we've seen. The indexes, still, even with the little bit of a sell-off we've seen lately, we're still just 5 to 6% away from all-time highs at these levels. And we have the sentiment surveys 
in full-on fear mode. We've now seen the biggest amount of bears in the AAII investor sentiment survey in over a year. So that tells you a little bit about where investors' heads are right now. The fear and greed index also back down to a 26 here. Folks, where we would be worried is if we're 5 to 6% away or even as much as 10% away from all-time highs. And we have AAII bulls at the highest reading in a year. That's the kind of market or fear and greed index in extreme greed mode. That's the that's the time when we'll be selling and taking profits. Uh, so as contrarians as we are here, that's another bullish sign for us is these sentiment readings at these levels. Looking at our internals on the day today, not great, but for the action we've seen, really not bad at all. For the NYSE, we did finish negative on advanced decline, just under two to one negative on the NASDAQ, almost even on the day today. So not bad at all. A little bit weaker on new 52 week highs and lows, but then you get to volume. And this is where it got really impressive today. NASDAQ volume was as much as three to one positive earlier in the session. We finished just under two to one positive on the day. So we did pull back a little bit, but still to finish positive on a day like today tells you where investors really are putting their money right now and then nyse did come back just over two to one negative today so again not exactly what we want to see but on a day like this with this much weakness not terrible at all looking at our sectors on the day today we did finish with all 11 s p 500 sectors negative on the day today communication services led the way followed there by tech and if i'm not mistaken the semis let's check the final reading here did finish down just one-tenth of 1%, so they led tech today. That's what you want to see, tech leading the market and semis leading tech. That's what we got. Uh, so not awful there. Next up was utilities and healthcare, and then our laggards on the day were industrials, consumer staples, and financials. Finally for today here, our VRA Commodity Watch Gold, now up 2% on the day to 1,757 an ounce. Silver yesterday hit its lowest level since july of last year so really gotten a sell off here in silver and for how much we've seen commodity inflation uh, again like i mentioned earlier whether it's lumber or natural gas or oil for that matter silver being used as in a uh, heavily used industrial metal and, and also a precious metal interesting to see the how beaten up it's been for from our analysis some of the best bang for your buck that you could own right now is silver coming back today up 3.14% to $22 and 15 cents an ounce copper down on the day 2.2% to $4 and 10 cents a pound. And lastly, oil up just over three tenths of 1% to $75 and eight cents a barrel. And lastly for today in crypto news, back to Jay Powell here, the Fed, he said the Fed has no plans. So it's not the government necessarily, but the Fed has said they have no plans to ban cryptos of any kind. So on that news, cryptocurrencies surged today, really across the board, not just Bitcoin. We saw it in Ethereum, Cardano, the other smaller big, uh, coin, Bitcoins, the other smaller cryptocurrencies as well. But Bitcoin was up a nice 6.13% to 43,711 of Bitcoin now. 
Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Also, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We've also started doing these in video format as well. So go check us out. Subscribe at Vertical Research Advisory on YouTube. As Kim mentioned yesterday, we'll probably be on Rumble here soon as well. Uh, if we don't get kicked off of YouTube first, we'll have to wait and see. So thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.